0: Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. People ask me from time to time if I'll do a story about a bad attorney on this channel, and I do. From time to time, I'll have videos about things that attorneys have done that were bad and made the news. And I just try to find stories I think people will enjoy hearing about that are interesting on some level. I do try to mix them up a little bit, I, and I try to curate the stories. I try to pick Which stories would be most interesting to people? So I've got one here sent to me by M. Now, I don't know if M is uh, the name the person goes by. It might be Mike. Or it could be the pop star who did the song Pop Music back in the day. Uh, I suppose it could also be somebody from a James Bond movie, but I don't think so. I think It's more likely to be the pop star. (laughs) Or just a guy named Mike who signs his emails with the letter M. But from Illinois the Illinois Attorney General issued a press release. So this statement is coming directly from the AG's office. Attorney General charges former Coles County Assistant State's Attorney with bribery and misconduct. So at the time that this was done, the person no longer worked as the Assistant State's Attorney, but had at one time. And the allegation is that while that was happening, while that person was in that position, that they did bad things. So the Attorney General... Today announced he charged a former assistant Coles County state attorney with 32 counts of misconduct over interactions he had in his official capacity with three Coles County women between the ages of 18 and 35. Formerly from Charleston, Illinois, the man is 33. He now resides in Missouri, but he turned himself in to the Coles County Sheriff's Office on January 26th After a warrant was issued for his arrest. So the AG's office charged the man with nine counts of bribery, which are all Class 2 felonies. One count of witness harassment, a Class 2 felony. 21 counts of official misconduct, all Class 3 felonies. And one count of witness intimidation, a Class 3 felony. If convicted, the man could face up to seven years in prison and up to $25,000 in fines. So... What's this all about? Well, we'll get to that. As a prosecutor who was sworn to uphold the law, I'm shocked and outraged that a fellow prosecutor would allegedly use that authority to manipulate and victimize women in the community, the AG said. I appreciate the continued collaboration with Illinois State Police, which investigated the complex case. I'm absolutely committed to holding public employees accountable for using their positions to take advantage of the residents they are supposed to serve. Case was investigated by the Illinois State Police's Division of Criminal Investigation. The Illinois State Police Special Investigations Unit is dedicated to seeking out those who abuse their position and power to take advantage of others, says Illinois State Police Director Brendan F. Kelly. With the Attorney General, ISP will continue to pursue cases of misconduct and corruption. Here's the story. From December of 2018 until he resigned in August of 2020. The man served as an assistant state's attorney in Coles County. Uh, The AG's office alleges that within that same time frame, the man had inappropriate text, email, phone, and social media communications that were adult in nature with female defendants that he was currently or previously prosecuted. According to the AG, he solicited adult contact from them and I'm, I'm purposely doing that because, reasons. Uh, photos and videos with an understanding that in exchange for those, the female defendants would receive preferential treatment in pending criminal cases. So obviously, if he's the prosecutor and he contacts a defendant directly and says, hey, do this for me and we'll cut you some slack. There's all kinds of things wrong with that. I don't think you need to be an attorney to know that. But, of course, he was an attorney, so he should have known that. Even after he was assigned to another courtroom, the AG alleges that he continued to solicit contact, photos, and videos suggesting to the women that he could influence his colleagues at the Coles County State's Attorney's Office. AG is further alleging that once his behavior was discovered, he offered to pay one female defendant's fines and court costs if she could convince another female defendant to not pursue claims against him. Deputy Bureau Chief Jonas Harger and Assistant Attorney General Mara Samlo are handling the case for the AG's Public Integrity Bureau. And so, first of all, you have to understand that there are people out there who think they can get away with stuff. And some people are listening and going, I wonder how good the case is they have against the guy, because isn't this just he said, she said? No, it's not. First of all, it's he said, she said, she said, she said, she said, because there's a whole bunch of women who appear to have similar allegations. If they don't know each other, it becomes highly unlikely that a bunch of people who don't know each other have concocted the same cockamamie story when it's more likely that, oh, they described similar instances because they've all been through the same thing. But number two, all of that social media and texting and emailing does leave a trail. So if you text somebody and they text you back, they've got a copy of that conversation on their phone. And by the way, so does the phone company. And uh if you email somebody and they email you back, likewise. And um that's the kind of stuff that would add up. So you can imagine if you were a criminal defendant and you're a woman between the ages of 18 and 35 cuz the man has a type apparently. Um, and a state trooper knocks on your door and you answer it and it gives you the willies because you've had trouble with the law. And he says, Hey, I'm not here because of anything that you've done wrong. I'm here investigating the prosecutor who handled your case. And we've understood that he may have done some inappropriate things with some of the defendants that went through his courtroom. Uh, would you like to talk to us about that? And the woman goes, Oh yeah, yeah, I would. You'd be surprised at how some person's attitude can change when they're told, hey, if you do this for me, I'll get you a lighter sentence. When somebody else comes along and goes, hey, did the prosecutor do you a favor in exchange for something? Yes, I want to talk to you about that. (laughs) And I'm not saying that the person was willing to do it in the first place because they're not in a place where actual consent and everything is, is, is evenly balanced. They're obviously in a position where it's difficult for them and when somebody offers them a way to get out that might not be appropriate, they might still consider it because of the imbalance of power. They might. So, so I'm simply pointing out that a prosecutor who's doing that might go, oh, I think this person's cooperating with me. They'll never turn on me. Oh, the second that they're done with the court system, they'll turn on you real fast. Real fast. So when they go around and interview these women who all have these similar stories, that's going to be really damning uh, evidence in the prosecution. But likewise, there is an electronic trail, an electronic paper trail, for lack of a better word, that that has recorded all of this stuff. And if the police said, can you show us the texts? They can go, yeah, right here. Boom, 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 boom. Read those texts. There you go. And so it's a scary concept that somebody would do this. And I've mentioned before, and I always get grief for saying this, but attorneys do take classes on ethics. And uh, to join a state bar, you generally have to take a test on ethics. And you also get vetted, and they look into your background and all kinds of crazy stuff. And you've got to pass this uh, you know, uh, moral fitness uh, exam, basically, to, to, to become a lawyer. And so once you become a lawyer, it should stick with you that there are rules for how you behave. And every now and then we hear a story like this where somebody appears to have completely lost touch with those earlier things they learned in law school. And I, I like to mention this only because it is in fact true. The first day of law school, my very first day, walked into a classroom, sat down, teacher walked in and said, pull out your books. The class was ethics legal ethics, the very first class, very first day of law school. And that's something I was was stuck with thinking about because so many people think that lawyers are unethical because they go, well, this lawyer got up there and he said, you know, this man didn't do it. When later on, we found out the guy was guilty. Well, it's not unethical to represent your client. Um, It would be unethical to do what this guy's accused of doing, but that's the reason it's made the news. This might happen occasionally, but with how many lawyers are out there, the fact that made the news is that it is, in fact, unusual. So I think in Michigan, there's something like 35,000 attorneys. I bet there's a heck of a lot more than that in Illinois. Uh, so this one here is in a bit of trouble, and we'll see what's going to happen. But I have to mention that that also would be something we should talk about, and that is I've mentioned before that police officers at the side of the road have discretion meaning a police officer pulls you over, walks up to your car, he's got you dead to rights doing 15 miles per hour over the speed limit. He can or she can write you a ticket for doing 15 over. They can also write you a ticket for doing 10 over. They can also write you a ticket for doing 5 over. You might say, Steve, but you were doing 15 over. But they have the discretion and the right to write a lesser ticket based on whatever's happening at the side of the road. And that's understood by everyone. The cops understand it. Prosecutors, judges, everybody understands it. The officer can also decide to not write you a ticket at all, turn around, and walk away. That's called discretion. Okay? And prosecutors have some discretion also. So when you go in front of a prosecutor, and let's, let's assume for a minute that, that you go in front of a prosecutor and you do not have an attorney, but you meet with the prosecutor before court. Prosecutor pulls your file out and says, you've been charged with this. And this is a measure of magnitude of what you've been charged with. And I'll tell you what. I think we've got the goods on you. I think we can get you for this. I I think, you know, we go to trial. Um, I think we can get you on that. However, if you plead guilty to this, we'll dismiss those charges. They'll go away. You plead guilty to this, the fines are one half. Oh, by the way, this right here is a civil infraction, not a misdemeanor. Better for your record. And also, we can resolve this today, whereas this required trial, we'd have to come back in a couple of weeks. What do you want to do there? And that's discretion. That's discretion that the prosecutor has. Now, it's true that when they bring that in front of the judge, say, Your Honor, we've worked out a deal. You've got to run the deal by the judge. And the judge will listen to the deal and, and say if it sounds fair or not. And more often than not, judges will rubber stamp those, but not always. Because likewise, judges have discretion. (laughs) So when a prosecutor contacts a defendant and says, hey, do something for me and I can take care of you. Well, everyone knows the prosecutor's got some discretion to do stuff with these charges maybe. It's just that the discretion doesn't involve asking for these kinds of favors. And so getting back to the uh, charges, nine counts of bribery. Okay, doesn't have to be money. You do something for me and I'll take care of these charges. What you're doing for him is bribery if you do it. Uh, one count of witness harassment. Contacting a witness and saying, hey, if you come after me or testify against me, you're in trouble. Harassment. Counts of official misconduct. Uh, see above and one count of witness intimidation which sounds a lot like the harassment we don't know if it's the same witness or not but only 7 years in prison facing on this with 25,000 dollars in fines but there you go from the Illinois Attorney General's office Attorney General charges former Coles County assistant state's attorney with bribery and misconduct m sent it to me thanks a lot questions or comments put them below I'll talk to you later bye bye thank you for watching Leto's law I'm thankful for the 3 ounce Ziploc bag. It gives me somewhere to put my savings.